Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Carl Mollison, founder and director of the Get Wisdom Project. This week, we're going to uh, continue with a series we've begun in some of these shows where we'll highlight a particular channeling that Carl has done in the past that we actually have video for on GetWisdom.com. Today, we're going to do Fred Rogers, the departed creator of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. You know, I, I remember seeing Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. I was probably about three years too old for him at the time. So I certainly saw lots of episodes, you know, channel surfing back in the days when we had like eight channels available <laughs> and you're searching around for your cartoons that you want to watch as a kid and you come across him. And it's probably about three years too old. So I, I probably didn't appreciate it as much as the young kids would. But since then, I've certainly grown in my appreciation for him tremendously. Well, I can uh, relate to that as well because he was a little bit, uh, after my time as a child, and uh, I was aware of him as an adult, of course. And I always appreciated him more about his music and didn't pay that much attention to his messages and so on. But as part of my spiritual growth and awakening, I've come to really appreciate people like him. And there was a recent documentary about his life that moved me greatly. And we channeled him as one of the people we've gone to to speak with in the light. And the thing to keep in mind here is you listen to his answers to our questions is that the beings in the light, when we channel them, are with creator. They're with the almighty. And they speak for the Almighty when they answer. That's the way it works. There is a divine realm, and it's run by the deity, and everyone is in harmony. Each has their individual personalities and makeup, but they're all working together, and it's quite unlike this place, where yes. it, it's kind of a, a, you know, a free-for-all in many respects. And they have a, have a wisdom being in the, the light that they didn't have when they were down here. So it's it's not quite like listening to them as they were here. But, you know, if you're careful in your, the way that you listen with discernment, and especially if you're familiar with some of these people when they were alive, I have picked up personality nuance and said, oh, that's that's definitely Fred Rogers. Or that's definitely, uh, you know, um, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, um, well, others that you have channeled. <laughs> Mine escaped me for a second there. But yeah. um, our, um, Robin Williams. You know, you could every now and then a little thing would come out. You say, "Wow, that just that just pegs it." You know, so I anticipate this is going to be a very very interesting show. We should get on with it. We got a lot of material to cover, Carl. Yes. Well, let's go. Let's, okay. Let's. You asked, uh, or or the question was asked of, of Fred Rogers in the light. On your programs, you always emphasize recognizing, understanding feelings as much as teaching facts about the world. What can you tell us from a divine perspective? about how to best foster child development and education of the young. All right, and this is Fred Rogers' words, speaking from the heavenly realm. The ideal educational scheme and structure is so far removed from what exists in today's world you inhabit 
that it would be quite difficult to convey to you in ways you can comprehend. We do not exaggerate in this, and this is not meant to belittle or criticize. Everyone must deal with their circumstances, whatever they are faced with, wherever they find themselves. This is your dilemma and opportunity as well, because in the learning to improve things, you will learn the answer to this question as well. The learning needed to solve your problems as human beings is the very learning that will teach you how to behave towards others and how to enlighten them and raise them up as well. It will not be done through force. It will not be done through manipulation. It will not be done through threat, through punishment, through any casting of aspersions, judgment of any kind. So the first thing we would say in a general sense is that children are built to learn. It is who they are, how they function, and the energy they bring forth from their very soul. They come from an exalted existence in an exalted realm and find themselves naked and vulnerable and impaired right from the beginning of life. The yearning to get back to that level of capability is very strong within each person. That is sufficient motivation to do anything if it is not squelch. There needs to be an environment where the inner drive and inner passion and inner curiosity and exploration can be supported and encouraged, not questioned, criticized, and constrained. We would see an active, vibrant, ongoing interplay of many beings at once interacting with one another from moment to moment in almost random-seeming ways, but ways done to test, to check, to explore, to probe, to share, and to gain something different by way of contrast. This is a completely nonlinear experience and would be foreign entirely to most educational settings or programs. So all we will say to you is, The world must change, despite having faulty institutions. The eventual repair and upgrade of the institutions will most likely only happen when the interlopers in your world are removed. So you, in actuality, are leapfrogging too far ahead and asking this question. You need to live long enough to reform education. You need to survive the subjugation and manipulation and suppression of your world and everything in it. The degradation and limitation of the human institutions across the board is deliberate, orchestrated to happen, maintained studiously through human hands of those manipulated for that purpose, and the noose is tightening. The illusion of freedom is maintained by allowing social upheaval and chaos on many levels. That is not the same thing as freedom. It is orchestrated as well to be a diversion and to make people feel the individuals are free to do what they choose and all views are tolerated at least to exist, if not personally embraced or finding them acceptable. This is all an orchestration that makes people complacent and puts the blame on fellow humans when things do not work, when there is gridlock and decisions not made to move forward and implemented in a timely way 
You must remove the oppressors. You need divine help for this. And that you can have for the asking. The problem is, so few are asking. We do not have a divine sanction to assist you because most people are still asleep and being sidelined and their vote counts. If they have no voice, they have no effect on what happens next. It will be chosen for them by their oppressors through their acquiescence and the surrender of their personal power. Those who awaken to this call to action simply to ask the divine to raise everyone up and raise the hearts of the oppressors, to see the error of their ways and encourage them to simply leave humans alone. This can change everything and must happen first before any significant broad reform of society is truly possible. There will always be projects. There will always be a back and forth. There will be things that show improvement for a time. But that doesn't mean that two other things will not break and the net effect be a backsliding. This is a game. Enough seeming progress is allowed to keep people complacent, thinking things are doable. We just need to keep our nose to the grindstone and eventually things will work out and vote in a new set of leaders at intervals and just keep going. This is a semblance of normality that is not normal in any respect. It is a sham in which you participate directly but unwittingly. You are all manipulated to be complacent and to blame one another. It is the elephant in the room, so to speak, that no one sees, and it is stomping on your world with increasing fervor. It is time to have the elephant dealt with once and for all. This is within your reach, but you must ask for divine help. All here will be behind you 100%. It is doable, but you must do it. This is a surprising answer coming from Fred Rogers. But really, the question has to be asked, is anybody talking about education in this current political environment? Not at all. Not that I hear. So there's something going on. He's on to something here. You just yeah. wouldn't expect him to be on to extraterrestrial yeah, manipulation. It, it's a circus. And yeah. it's, it's there to distract us and give us a false sense that this is what's important. And so we're looking at this spectacle and following it from day to day. Meanwhile... Nothing else is getting done. Nothing Absolutely else is changing. Nothing's improving. No. We're not moving forward. We're moving backwards. And that's the point of it. Yes. And we're letting it happen. So this is orchestrated from behind the scenes. We need divine help with it. We talk about it from time to time on this program. And here we're hitting you right between the eyes, right off the bat, <laughs> with what Fred Rogers answered in and asking him about education. You know, yeah. he was a big advocate for children's education. So, But he said, he said you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. you got another yep. problem to solve first. So let's get on to, with some more because time is marching on here. You, uh, We asked Fred Rogers. 
1969, you appeared before Senator John Pastor in the United States Senate Subcommittee on Communications to support funding for PBS and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting in response to proposed budget cuts. In about six minutes of testimony talking about your loving concern for children, you gave this tough, impatient, and skeptical senator goosebumps, and he declared, I think it's wonderful. Looks like you just earned the $20 million. <laughs> All agree you are inspirational and effective. Were you and perhaps the senator also inspired in the moment by the divine? Okay, this, this is one of the key moments in the, the biographical movie about Fred Rogers' life. It is really wonderful. And this was a remarkable event. This cynical, aggravated, annoyed senator who was just doing this for show, one suspects, had his heart open. And this is what Fred says about whether it's inspired by the divine. This is very much the case, and we're delighted you asked this question, and we understand and applaud it was from your intuitive awareness that the question arose, at that of the channel here. And this is evident to all who watch the documentary about that particular episode who are open to the divine spiritually. This is creator in action, that when one sees a scene involving fairness, upliftment, recognition, a loving kindness being rendered, that good feeling you have inside is not only the stirring of your soul, but its amplification in kind by creator, in harmony with that loving impulse of recognition, to give you a pat on the back, so to speak, or a pat on the tummy, most often. It is a good and warm and fuzzy feeling inside. That is the divine working through you, to reward you in a small way for being in alignment and being open to love itself. This is what took place. I was on a mission. It was divinely inspired, divinely supported, and all of my life in some ways was preparation for moments of that sort. Every group of people I worked in front of, including the television audiences, it was not an abstraction. It was very much putting me on the parapet putting me on the front lines and bringing forth love from creator to help the world in some way, if only through a single individual. When I spoke what I did, it was based on my experience, my learning, what I was doing professionally, the makeup of my program, which I described, and the lyrics of a song I wrote as an example of reaching out to the young with a message to help them and give them their due, and how this could be an inspiration and a benefit that could carry forward. But that impulse, because of its nature, being in divine alignment, brought Creator along with it. Creator was with me, helping me along, increasing the energy and its intensity and focus and the choice of words I used, increasing the wisdom behind the speech that I gave. And at the same time as the dear Senator wanting to sort through and perhaps make a tough decision but wanting to be practical and having primarily political considerations in the moment, for after all, that was his role, began to soften because he saw I was genuine. And he started to think about children, how they might respond to those words. And in thinking of the possibility, he opened his heart, much as a child has an open heart, and the words began to touch him. As that started Creator went into him and raised him up much further. 
not manipulating, not controlling, but encouraging, offering an even greater degree of love, which he embraced. This is how creator works. It is an offering of love, not an imposition of love. When people see it, they usually recognize it and its value, and it will begin to influence them for the better. This is nothing different than opening to a glorious sunny morning when the air is fresh and the flowers are glistening and the leaves covered with the dew and sparkling in the morning light and the birds are singing in the trees and a gentle breeze connects you with every bit of it. That too is creator in action, once removed but dynamically present as energy. And the feeling you have inside can be amplified by creator as well. If you stop for a moment and take it all in, This is the power of creator, to change minds and hearts, but usually is acting through us as the soldiers on the ground, the boots on the ground, advancing forward and carrying that message, that banner of divine truth. Powerful stuff, Carl. (laughs) Well, this this was a, a man on a mission and was divinely supported, and this is a very important insight and window into what actually happens in human life. God is inside of you. It says this in the scriptures. Participating in your life mostly as an observer because you're not in a partnership. Yes. You're That's closing right. yourself off. And you can be open, you can be inviting, and you can be in harmony and welcoming active participation. Through Absolutely. requesting it in a prayerful fashion. Yes. Well, we're we're on the end of this first episode, uh, first segment, Carl. We'll be right back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are sharing the wisdom learned from Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the, the educator and uh, television personality that uh, was so familiar to many of us that are a little, getting a little bit up there in age, Carl. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just part of life, part of the cycle. It is. We got a lot to cover uh, for this the remainder of the show. Fred had a lot to say, so let's get on with it. Uh, you, we asked Fred, you have told others that you saw the potential of the medium of television to be a tremendous tool for helping children, but were appalled by what you termed as the bombardment of existing children's programming. What harm does this do? All right, and this is what Fred tells us. There is a very extreme level of exploitation of the young. This often has a surface motivation of financial greed. The corporate greed to sell products for children, foods for children, and the franchising of all kinds of media, whether television programs, music, theme parks, character exploits, or motion pictures. There is often a dark overlay of excess that has a sinister component. It is not that the world consists only of sweetness and light. A steady diet of that could become quite dull indeed. There is always an encounter with problems in every life. There are many, many ways that can be depicted. It can be depicted as a program to be a problem to be solved and solutions found with a return to balance and harmony once again. To the delight of all and to the upliftment of those facing the adversity and finding a path that's successful and then that serving as a model for others. This is a typical broad theme in many motion pictures. The fact that it is done with particular savagery, with displays of depravity, displays of mental imbalance, the denigration of human beings for all sorts of reasons, and the creation of excitement surrounding illegal activities, theft, drug-taking, exploitation, and manipulation of others to gain power, and then to view that as some kind of standard, a role model to follow. This is a distortion of morality, pure and simple, and it is standard practice done across the board. The media are heartless in promoting not only everything that sells, but manipulating the audience to increase their appetite for dark themes. This is no accident. It is orchestrated to be taking place. It is a manipulation on all levels of society with government in complicity. There used to be standards for daytime programming to protect the young from witnessing scenes of violence or sexual content beyond their tender years. And as these things have fallen away, there is a lowering of the bar when all are exposed to the darkest of human endeavors And with the advent of ready internet access, this was never truer than today. This cheapens life and is undermining young people at an alarming rate. This is not about religious dogma and religious perspectives of prudery and censorship in obedience to some divine decree, ill-defined and categorical. This is about common sense. It is about the feelings within a young person as they are exposed to darkness. 
Everyone understands growth and maturity come from a toughening and ever-increasing awareness of all that happens in life so one is prepared. Learning about the danger of strangers, the need for home as a shelter and security of loved ones and that things can go wrong. When it grows dark, one must come home and for good reason and so on. And bit by bit, the young learn about the facts of the world is that it's not a perfect place. But to put the imperfections on the front burner for all to see again and again and again in a steady diet of mayhem, murder, torture, and worse is the height of folly because it changes the thinking and changes the inner perspectives of all who view such material. The divine level finds such things virtually unthinkable. A light being will not conceive of causing harm to someone because they know the very idea of it is ill-fated. You cannot harm another person without harming oneself. And so the light being sees this very, very clearly and has no impulse whatsoever to head in that direction, to think ill of someone, because that very thought takes them away from divine alignment. To show an imperfect world and to intensify it, to magnify it, ramp it up with special effects and overpowering soundtrack and the trappings of wealth and other enticements, enticements, sexual indulgence, and so on, to give it the aura of acceptability is a kind of brainwashing that is extremely destructive and will be a karmic burden for all involved, including the parents who allow their children free access to such things without any parental restraint and safeguard. This is deliberate and it is orchestrated by those who truly control the world on all levels. You may find it the height of absurdity to have Fred Rogers giving a talk on the extraterrestrial alliance as a major force corrupting the youth of the world. But this is, in fact, what has been going on all through recorded history. Today's world is no different. It is done in more thorough and elegant ways because of the advent of the media and the Internet. The deluge of negative programming is relentless and increasing with less and less regard to the consequences. There used to be a robust debate about the dangers of video games where children were actively participating, not passively watching a motion picture, but actively participating in acts of depravity and taking on the role provided by the game, which all too frequently involved killing using weapons to blow things up, to destroy, and to kill an opponent. This is a conditioning for using such devices in the real world. Science will tell you this. It is not about being squeamish and following ancient doctrine that is outdated for today, when kids are smarter at a younger age and able to handle such things and are not thrown for a loop watching a serial killer at work. They've seen it all before. While this is true up to a point, it is still a lower benchmark and a cheapening of perspective and a tarnishing of the soul of all involved on every level, including the children watching who are dragged down to some degree. If nothing else, becoming prepared to accept a world in which such things take place and can even be shown again and again and again to children. This is not a world that uses divine principles 
and has divine truth on display as a priority. It is that simple. It is a dark, distorted world, and that is engineered by the interlopers. The dark spirits who manipulate thought and emotion increase the appeal of immorality and work against the good within, as well as those who control the finances, corporate conduct, the social media, and the various platforms for communication. It is orchestrated and regulated by non-humans and encouraged to show the worst that it is possible to get away with. This is why there's been a steady erosion of, erosion of standards rather than a steady increase in standards. It is a dumbing down and a gradual dimming of the light and designed to chip away at the integrity of the divine human in the physical realm of earth. Eventually, this society will collapse. This is what is intended to happen. You are watching disaster in the making. It is only because it is slow that you do not see this. But that is the trajectory and that is the ultimate destination. Unless people wake up and question who's making the decisions and why. And overturn the established order and reclaim the high ground and put the divine back in as the goal and the standard. We're talking here about the truth of divine love, not another overseer, a taskmaster, a judge who will condemn and punish those who differ. Those are human actions and standards and perspectives. The Almighty does not judge, but understands and wants things to be better and will provide the model for the improvement. But humans must choose it and put it into action themselves. That is because there is not divine judgment or control, but rather a loving allowing of possibilities, good or bad, with an understanding and a broad long-term view that humans will learn from everything that happens, including the mistakes and including the subjugation that tarnishes them increasingly with a worsening of society and its standards. And this is particularly aimed at corrupting the young. And the reason is they are the eventual saviors of humanity. The people in the older generations have already lost the battle for the most part. They are subjugated and constrained by severe inner programming through a mind control orchestration to keep them complacent and to not break free of this encircling chain that is going tighter and tighter around their neck. The young can do things differently until they too are programmed and confined. This is up to the parents to support them sufficiently. They can win the day. If parents give up their control, the children will fall prey to the culture and its controllers and they will go down. The choice is up to all of you to seek something better and to work at it. You will be given divine support, just as I was given divine support, taking on the Senate subcommittee that was working to harm the young, and I won the day. This is not impossible, but takes a concerted effort and takes participation of all. If only through reaching out and expressing a desire for a divine intervention to change things, change the balance of power, and change the trajectory to keep it moving upward and not downward.
Wow. <clears throat> Fred's really uh, laying it on the line there. Very sobering. Very, very sobering. But we, we know this to be true. Yes. We've heard it many, many times. We know lots about how this is all being done and by whom, what the agenda is, some things even about the timelines. And we can tell you all about it at Get Wisdom at our at our website, our database of information and our many uh, webinars about all manner of subjects dealing with the human subjugation. Indeed. And the difficulties that we are facing in wanting a better world, but being opposed at every turn. And if you look at the broader world, point to an institution that is really working well. You know, is, <laughs> None of is, them are. is medicine curing us? No. Or is it giving us a series of band-aids that have a downside? Yeah, they're 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 all they're all grinding to a halt, literally. Um, yeah, it's I mean, look the at the look at the criminal justice system. How imperfect yeah. it is. Are we rehabilitating anyone? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, occasionally, if they do it themselves, if the inmates are inspired and have maybe a prison ministry to come in and help them, or other would be helpers to coach and uplift, it can happen. We we need divine intervention more than ever, for sure. Uh, be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com, where you can <clears throat> see the Fred Rogers channeling, in addition to many, many others. Uh, discuss head on over and, and check out the uh, the registration up in the top. You can join as a participant member. It's eternally free, and almost all of our content is available to participant members. Uh, supporter members get a little bit of a break. They get <clears throat> 30 days to, to look at content, uh, but beyond that, Everything is open to everybody. So come on over to GetWisdom.com and check it out. We'll be right back right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show. Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They're here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. We are sharing this week the wisdom of Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Carl channeled him some time back, and uh, this is quite a bit that he's sharing with us. Uh, Mr. Rogers was a pretty incredible person alive and obviously very incredible in the light. <laughs> Well, this uh, this program isn't for kids, <laughs> so it, this is the adult uh, uh, message from Fred Rogers, being in the light with creator of all that is, and answering our questions earnestly, sincerely, with conviction, and with an earnestness about the real dilemma that humanity faces. And this is our mission to get wisdom, to wake people up. So they can start taking action again through the divine and bring back the love and the true order of things and to push out the evil that has crept in. Absolutely. You asked Fred Rogers, on your television program, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, you began each episode by dunning a sweater knitted by your mother. What was the reason for this gesture, and what is your perspective now about the importance of parental love and having both parents in the home? All right, and this is what Fred says in answer through my channeling. This was much more than being someone who was often accused of being a mama's boy, someone who was suspected of other sexual leanings and perhaps hang-ups of an Oedipal sort and so on. This was a gesture of love on one level because I did love and appreciate my mother quite strongly. And that was perfectly appropriate because she loved and appreciated me quite strongly. The presence of a supernormal love, an extraordinary love, blazes across the screen many a time. The magic of finding that perfect partner when a man and woman come together and it's electric and the chemistry is beyond description, and it's finding the love of their life, and having a relationship no one could touch and no one else could satisfy to reach those same heights. Who is to say that cannot happen between a mother and a son, or a father and a daughter? This was not sexual in any respect. This was a unifying relationship of two souls meant to be together. We were particularly close, and well-matched on a soul level for the excursion. And that is why we were together in the way things developed with me as her offspring. So this was just a token gesture of respect and appreciation. And the larger picture in this was to put that on display for the world. And it reflects reality, but also high principles. It is a reflection of one of the Ten Commandments, to honor thy father and mother. It is in divine alignment to pay respects to one's elders who sacrificed to bring you into the world and raise you. When this is done through love, the love is returned. And this is the model I wish to show to the world and to show children that there can always be someone out there who can love them 
even if they do not have it at the moment, it is possible. It does exist. There were many children who watched my programs over the years who truly had no one in their lives they could count on, who they could trust, who would not abuse them in the next moment. This is a revelation for such an unfortunate being in such dire circumstances. To see someone gentle, kind, sharing a love gesture and treating them as an equal, not in all respects, but in the ways that count, having a basic acceptance of them and appreciating them just for being who they were. This was the tone I wished to set and it was in many ways a reflection of the love I got from my mother that was radiating out through me by way of example. So this was a symbolic representation that what I was doing was modeling that mother's love through me to the world. People need loving parents and people need both mothers and fathers to interact with. This is because of the inner dynamics of the psyche and the differing energies they represent and as reflected in their typical roles in society, at least in some ways, with the females often more the nurturer and the male more the breadwinner and the defender of the home, the warrior, the provider, the force when needed to do the heavy lifting. That is relative, and this would be viewed, this simple statement, as sexist by many, but we are speaking here of cultural tradition thus far. Things will not stray too much from this paradigm because creator's plan is for that particular division of duties. It is built into the soul of the being and where they spring from and what their innate strengths truly are. Either gender can adopt any of those roles and excel. That is the adaptability of humans who are a comprehensive reflection of many, many potentials. We are talking here of what people gravitate to and what they choose to express. So there are many variations of the theme. But what we are saying is it benefits the young to see that spectrum of activities and attitudes and perspectives because they will learn from it. And from those actions, they will choose their own role in the world. If they only see one portion of the possibilities, it will stunt their learning to some degree and can limit them as a consequence because they'll have a gap in their education, at least for some time. The other practical difficulty with single parenting is the lack of financial security and the greater limitation on the level of nurturing that can be offered because of the need to provide financially oftentimes on the part of single parents. So there are many consequences for the children in that setting. It is far from ideal and brings with it many, many problems. The lack of healthy male role models is the greatest scourge in American society in particular. And it follows from the problem with crime and drug use and so on. So we do not wish to venture into politics But what we are pointing out is that a family, by definition, has multiple members, and it is intended to be this way. And the more adult role models who are healthy and centered and happy individuals, the more opportunities the young have to see what is on the menu 
and to make wise choices. You can be an inspiration for the children around you, or you can be a source of limitation and discouragement. The choice is always there, and the children are always watching. You know, this is a powerful message on roles. You know, I was reminded of of roles this morning. I was watching the news, and they had a segment where they were showing Christmas gifts that you could get, and they had Christmas gifts for him and Christmas gifts for her, and the for her had children's gifts included with them, and it was quite obvious the men just got all over the guy gifts, and and then the women just oohed and odd over all the <laughs> the female gifts, and it wasn't much cross pollination of the two. You know, this is built in, this is baked into the cake. Well, and it flows from the impulse to nurture. Yes. That is a soul attribute and a soul characteristic. And it is part of the gender association, but it goes much deeper. And so it's not just simply what genitalia you have at birth. There is a very deep linkage to who you are as a human being and who you most want to be and what's important. Love is the common language, though. And as Fred points out, love is what matters. And that can come from either gender. And I I love what he said in in his biography, in this this biographical uh, documentary about his life. He was giving a talk, I believe, to a university and talking about the young. And he said to them, everyone has someone who smiles them into smiling, who laughs them into laughing, who talks them into talking, and loves them into loving. That's profound. That that is so beautiful and so moving. I get chills just saying the words. This is the divine talking through him yet again. I'm certain of it. Absolutely. We got more to cover here, Carl. And I've been remiss because we have not really highlighted Denny Hunt's role in all of this. You know, this this whole channeling series began with him reaching out to you and offering a platform for you to be able to do this. And uh, so he was actually the one asking these questions. He often comes up with these questions, in fact. So I just wanted to put a shout out to our our partner and get wisdom. Uh, He's doing important work, and I deeply apologetic for not highlighting this sooner in the program. Denny asked you, or asked Fred Rogers through you, the recent film biography of your life, Won't You Be My Neighbor, discusses your including a black character in your show, despite the great racial tensions in the country. This actor also happened to be gay. Were you aware of that fact, and was this also to make a point? All right, and this is what Fred Rogers says. This was very deliberate and planful on my part, and was the reason for the very scenes shown in the biography, which astutely picked out those things that most graphically showed the agenda. The scene where I was sharing a foot bath with the black actor as a cooling, refreshing moment was directly to fly in the face of those denying blacks access to swimming pools, all across the South and the America of those days. The fact that this individual was gay was known to me, largely through my inner awareness and my intuitive feel, but it was of no concern because I harbored no prejudice within my thinking. And what I saw in him was the love that he held. And that to me was what was important. 
and how I have always treated others. If they are showing love, expressing love and feeling love, they are part of my family. And it matters not who they are, where they come from, what they look like. It is that simple. If all would share those views and act accordingly, the entire world would shift at once. The problem is one of fragmentation, isolation, creation of divisions and labels to compartmentalize, and then begin to see people as being different and elevating that to some place of importance that puts constraints on what can happen next and results in people being shut out, being shunned, being disregarded and dismissed, not only a waste of human capital and human talent, but denying love to oneself. This is what happens in doing wrong to others. One harms the self because eventually that wrong action will be directed back at them. This is seen too by the universe and is a universal principle of cause and effect. What one creates, one experiences again and again. Not only those energies, but what they have further done in moving out from their origin. Love will collect love all along the way. So when it returns to you, it will be in a magnificent blessing or reward. The harm you cause to another, even just turning up your nose, but denying them a measure of recognition, perhaps only a social slight, can grow in a similar way. And when it circles back to you one day, it might be compounded manyfold and become quite unpleasant for you. These are the lessons you are learning from life to life. Many of the blacks who found themselves being persecuted were former slave traders, plantation owners, people of means, with black servants they abused and denigrated and created hardships for. Despite the fact they could afford to be generous and kind and share more of their wealth to give them a decent quality of life. And then one day came back into a life and the shoe was on the other foot and they were a slave. This is the law of karma in action. And it is the reason everyone needs to pay attention to the choices one makes and think about their potential consequences. If you were living in the other person's shoes, would you want to be treated the way you are contemplating in dealing with a person? Guarantee you, you will be that person one day. In effect, with similar circumstances and opportunities in front of you, but maybe on the receiving end. Think wisely and well and spread love in all you do. This is the message of the divine. It works and is highly effective and brings more power to you than you can imagine. You can move mountains. You can move a house of Congress. You can cause armies to stand down and you can save yourself. All our choices all require action. If you act through love, you will have the divine on your side and you will be walking with the true giants and you will be successful. 
You know, we could really use a lot more Fred Rogers around today, especially in Congress, as he mentions that at the last sentence there. Um, I don't see a lot of love in no, government. No, there's not a lot of love. Uh, it's not on display. That's for darn sure. There's there's not a lot of quarter given. Um, and, and the standards that are now people are supposed to hold to are, are darn near impossible to hold to on either side. You know, there's no compromise. Who, where's the compromise anymore? Um, and, and where's the truth? Where's the divine truth in any of this that's going on today? That well, and, and, and that's evidence on its face that it's being orchestrated by the darkness. Yes. And Something not for all this. It's not coming in partnership with the divine in any respect, on any level. Right. And, and I would point out, how can so many people be in such tight agreement and yet diametrically opposed, almost split down the middle 50-50? You know, the, the, the Republicans are, are, you know, are in more agreement than ever, and the Democrats are in more agreement than ever. We've never seen this amount of consensus, and yet... The two sides are as far apart as ever. That just, that has to strike you as strange. That has to strike you as not normal. Something's going on. Well, and we know what it is. It is an orchestration by the extraterrestrial alliance using the age-old principle of divide and conquer. Indeed. Just and to keep who- conquered, to keep conquered, keep divided. And they they do it over and over and over again, fanning the flames of racism, national differences, ethnic differences, cultural differences, and on and on and on. Yes, and we really should be talking about what binds us together and not what separates us, but it seems like that separation is what is on the menu these days. Check us out at GetWisdom.com, and indeed, check out our Lightworker Healing Protocol, which we didn't discuss much today, but it's very, very important, and it is the key to healing all of this. Yep, so it can bring love in. It can bring love in for everyone. Absolutely. Get us at uh, GetWisdom.com slash LHP. You can download our ebook and that will describe it in greater detail. Carl, we're out of time. Fred Rogers had a lot to say. It was, I think it was a good, good show to, to pick for this one. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and be well. See you next week. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 